Hey everyone, I'm Mary Kate and welcome to Women Changing the Game. Join me as I sit down with ambitious, powerful women who are coming off the bench in the sports industry and are changing the game as we know it. Get ready for women in coaching, photography, events, sales, entrepreneurship, and so much more, all in the industry of sports. If you're here to get some amazing advice, stories, and laughs, then stick around. Looking to start your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Women Changing the Game. This is season two, episode two, and our very first guest of the season is here. Yay! I am so excited to bring on a truly inspirational and hardworking woman in the sports industry. Little hint, she was previously one of our Women Changing the Game of the Week on our Instagram. She now holds a brand new title of Player and Travel Services Coordinator for the Miami Open and Hard Rock Stadium. But this fall, she worked as an entertainment and game day staff member with the Miami Dolphins, a soccer team and operations intern for the Miami FC, and still currently working with the Miami Heat as a game day assistant. Let's welcome Isabella Filipinas, better known to me as Isa. (laughs) Hey, I'm so excited to be here and I'm so proud of MK for like putting this all together. Um, And I feel like it's just so relevant for like girls our age to be doing something like this, like a podcast. Um, And I feel like this is like perfect for especially our target audience. Like people listen to podcasts all the time nowadays. So I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, for sure. That's exactly what I want to do. But um, hi, Issa. Thank you for coming on. And just a big congratulations on your new position. I had the opportunity to work with Issa at the Dolphins this fall. And I'm so happy I met her because she is such a positive energy and a hardworking girl in the industry. So, which is why she's so deserving of her new title. Um, so, so are you. <laughs> thank you. So put us in your shoes though. Um, you just got the position. What are you feeling and how does it feel to finally get here as a coordinator and just what it took to get here? I'm so happy because I feel like I've just been waiting for this opportunity of like having this full-time position. I feel like in college, I was so used to having the leadership positions. I was used to being like responsible of other people um, and having a lot more like pressure on me in terms of like waking up every day and having something to do. And so having these part-time roles has been great, but I'm ready to like wake up, go to work, work as much as I need to come home and like go, 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 go. I'm like ready for that. And I feel prepared. And so it's been nice though, getting the perspective of having these part-time jobs and like kind of leaning into it. And then finally getting this like coordinator full-time position. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been crazy. And I I never did. I think that like, after getting accepted to grad school, deferring 
moving back to Miami and going through this whole process, like would I end up here? But I'm so, 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 so excited. And um, also the position itself is something that I've always like kind of wanted to like dip my toes in. And it's something that I can really see myself doing long-term. Um, so yeah, I can't wait. It's like so many different goals and um, achievements that I've wanted are kind of being like checked off with this position. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, that's so exciting. And I can't wait to talk about all the stuff you just touched on with having all of those, you know, little positions, game day positions, and finally getting here. Um, I can't wait to get into that. And just that's cool that you had leadership roles in college and that really prepared you. I think that's so important. We can get into that too. Um, but I saw your LinkedIn post about playing tennis growing up too, which correlates now to this job, but I didn't know that. So I'm like, I want to know about this because I love tennis. I play tennis, not competitively, but um, so tell us about that. And if playing a sport had any effect on you working in sports or any effect on you wanting this job now in tennis? Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I played tennis for 12 years. I played, I started when I was four or five so I was pretty young and then I quit around high school um and I loved it I was I'm a very competitive person so it, it was perfect for me but the problem was my dad was so like invested in me and my sister playing that it's like the typical story like the parent gets too involved and then you lose interest so that's kind of what happened but um it was a really great experience and something that I think I don't I wouldn't say that it necessarily made me want to work in sports because I think like that decision of how I wanted to take my career was a while after I quit playing tennis. But um, what I did remember was tennis is a very individual sport, right? You're very independent. You work with yourself. Like I never played doubles. I was always playing singles on my own. So I think that helped foster that sense of independence that I have. Um, but I had so many friends that were in team sports like volleyball. I had friends on the football team. Um, soccer teams etc and then my boyfriend in college he was playing lacrosse so I, everyone around me was involved in a team sport and I really 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 envied them and that was something that I always was like feeling like I was vicariously living through them the component of like traveling with them you know being depending on them to for your success of the team like everybody means something to like how the direction of where the team goes and so I never got that and that's something that I've always wanted and I think that's what really piqued my interest in wanting to work in sports because I told myself I'm like look it's a little too late to like become like an amazing soccer player and playing college or whatever so instead of playing why not work in sports and have that sort of sense of like like I don't know what the word is but like dedication to, to really adding to that team environment even if I'm not there playing but like being like a um you know someone behind the scenes that's really like pushing the direction of how everything's going so that's what really piqued my interest in wanting to work in sports and then I think every opportunity I've had has just like made it grown over and over again and become like a stronger sort of dedication to it so yeah and I I do tennis here and there but it's crazy because I meet all these people who casually play tennis and they're amazing and I'm like I played for 12 years and they're better <laughs> so it's kind of annoying but yeah, and, and in terms of did it impact my decision to want to work for the Open, um, I wouldn't say necessarily, but what I will say is I love how international tennis is. And, you know, NBA, they're probably one of the more um, international, they're, they're pushing towards that in terms of pro sports teams. And obviously the NFL, they're trying to do that too. But Miami Open is, gen it's tennis is genuinely, like you have people from all over the world coming and playing. So that was something that really interested me. And so that's what I'm most excited for is to be part of an experience that has people from all over the world collaborating together, whether it's players or you know staff members. So that's something that I'm really looking forward to. 
Oh my God, that's so cool how you correlated that to wanting to, you know, be a part of a team. And it's so funny because I was a part of a team like with field hockey, but when I did track in high school, I really enjoyed the individual sport. And sometimes I wish playing the group sport, sometimes I wished I was like, oh, I kind of just want to be by myself and like doing a goal for just me and yeah. maybe not the whole team. So it's funny how you like you wish you were in. It's interesting too, because I feel like the fact that I grew up with that sense of independence through my sport and just in mm -hmm. general life, like I always am just like, I want to be by myself because I know I can do it so much better on my own. Like I like to just depend on myself only because if I mess something up, it's, I can't blame it's anybody. It's your fault. Yeah. And then you don't, you don't feel like the whole team is like, oh, well, she did that wrong. Yeah. I, I couldn't do it with that pressure, but we can talk about this later, but I feel like that sense of independence has kind of like been one of my weaknesses like now working in sports because something to anybody listening to this you will never work on your own in sports ever like you will always mm -hmm. be working with somebody else no matter what it is that you're doing even if it's just one person so that sense of teamwork dependence on others trusting others that's huge and that's something that I'm really trying to work on um because I trust myself and I, I feel like I know what I know but you really have to kind of like let yourself go and you know invest your trust into other people so that's something that I lack and that I'm trying to work on as I as I take on all these jobs yeah well that's really great that you notice that in yourself and you can like already identify your strength and weaknesses within um sports so cool so give us a breakdown of what it's going to be like in your new position as player and travel services coordinator for the Miami Open um what's in store for that yeah, so the position, it's a, technically it's a seasonal position, so it's from February to April, but it's full time for those two months. Okay. And wow. um, it's, um, yeah, but it's it's going to be go, go, go. Mm -hmm. And um, the wow. month prior to the tournament beginning, the tournament begins towards the end of March. Um, I'm basically booking all of the travel, the logistics and the stays for our players and also for like VIPs and um, a select few other groups of people. Um, so I'm really, really excited about that. I'm, I'm really good at administrative and like logistical stuff. So as much as I love like standing and being out there immersed in the crowd, like at the heat and with the Miami FC and everything, um, I'm kind of interested to see the back end of things and like be sitting and like working and, you know, doing all the like planning and stuff on a computer. Um, some people might not like that, but I haven't experienced that side of it in sports. So that's why I'm really looking forward to doing this um so yeah just planning all the travel um and then i get we get like a select few of hotels so just basically choosing which ones um, are ideal for like the player that we're working with and then during the tournament itself that's where the player services component comes in and basically just like tending to their needs catering to whatever it is that they might ask for um and it's kind of weird because our department with like the travel services and the player services um, were the most busy before the actual tournament begins. And once the tournament is happening, it's a little bit of a breather because it's just kind of like whoever calls us, we, we go and help them. But it's not like we have too much going on during the actual event since all of our work was done prior. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And um, like I said, just getting a different perspective because I feel like some of my jobs that I've had so far are kind of similar in terms of the game day component, being there on game days. And like, it's like constant, like moving in a lot of physical, like physical movement involved where this is more like on the back end, sitting down, like focusing on the computer, getting everything planned out and logistics and stuff. So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting the two sides of things to see what I, um, what I'm better at and what I like more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally feel that because before I worked with the Orange Bowl, I had the same thing in my head. I'm like, I've done these game day positions. You know, I've been in the fields. I really want to be behind the scenes. 
So I definitely understand that. And I feel like even working with you on game day, I can kind of tell like you really want to be into the logistics side of things. So um, I think that's going to be really good for you. But I want to talk about those positions, the positions you have with the Dolphins, Miami FC and Heat, that they're not full-time positions. And that may be hard for some people to understand. Um, Just people who don't know much about sports and working in them is that you need those positions. So tell us why they're so important and why doing a bunch of game day or interim positions that might not be full time or actually can really benefit your um, career. Yeah, it's kind of something that you don't know until you try it and you you kind of got to put yourself in that position. And I think that's what happened with me. Like I, I didn't know what was going to happen with like taking all of these part-time jobs. And to be honest, there were times where I'm like, this is so much. And then there were other times where I'm like, this is paying off so much. So it's, it's finding that balance. But yeah, the, the thing you got to think about is like, if you have one full-time job, like, you know, you're getting, you're exposing yourself to one sports so to say one part of the department of what your industry like you know not that that's bad by any means and obviously that's essentially the goal that most people strive towards is to have a full-time job doing one specific thing but I think because we're young and I'm at a point in my life where I'm still trying to find like the direction of where I want to go in it has benefited so much of having these part-time jobs and it gives you like there's similar similarities between what I've done but it also there's a lot of differences and it's interesting to see that and it's it's cool too because you actually do get days off you get more days off than you expect and sometimes your weekends are your weekdays and your weekdays are your weekends and you know your schedule is a little bit wonky but it really like that I know it's interesting especially having those days off that like you wouldn't expect to get but sometimes you know if there's a break between like football games soccer games and basketball games you know you get a little bit of like some time to chill until like just like you know process everything um but I do think that there's a lot of value especially um if you're kind of unsure of what you want to do and you have the opportunity to apply and get these jobs doing different part-time positions and they don't coincide with each other that's a huge thing making sure that like you're not coinciding because that's going to just look like unprofessional um but yeah making sure that you can handle everything that you're signing yourself up for um it really will help expose you and you'll meet so many people and we're gonna i know like networking is a huge topic in sports but we'll talk about that there's so much benefit in kind of i don't want to say spreading yourself thin in a bad way but it's spreading yourself to 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 meeting more people to gaining Mm -hmm. more experience to doing all that and it's kind of just like what I, what I did once I realized I had all three lined up, I was like, okay, I need to set my schedule up and have an idea of like what this day is going to look like, what this day is going to look like and kind of prepare yourself. But I think it's, I think more and more people should consider the part-time if you're, if you're not dependent on needing a full-time role and you're able to, um, starting out. And and I think the thing for me was that I deferred my acceptance to Columbia. I was supposed to go to grad school this past fall. And so for me, I didn't want to sign up for a full-time job and have to quit knowing I was going to leave within a year. So I told myself, if I take seasonal part-time opportunities, there's more chance for me. If I did decide that I'm still going to go to school, it's easier to go and do that. Or if I wanted to stay, hopefully can establish like a good relationship with one of my, uh, one of the organizations I work for and see if there's like a long-term opportunity with them. So it gave me more wiggle room. And I, I I'm just like, I, I didn't want to throw someone into a position of, oh, bye, I'm leaving. And I've known yeah. this for a yeah. while now. So I wanted to be more transparent about things. Yeah, for sure. And good for you for making that decision of deciding, you know, to grad school or doing these jobs. That's, that's tough. And a lot of people are making it in sports, what they want to do. So, so that's hard, but um, I want to talk about the different positions in the wide variety of sports. Tell us about the differences you came across from football to basketball to soccer. Now you're going to be in tennis. And um, when you tell us about the differences, I want to know if you have a favorite. 
or at least favorite? <laughs> um, I, I feel like I've gone into this so biased because as a kid, I grew up a Heat fan, like diehard Heat fan, love basketball. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy because I, I feel like I have a really good sense of like terminology and like understanding of the sport itself. So that's why my bias lies with basketball. And now that I'm actually here, because, you know, something that a lot of people in sports will tell you is like, oh, you think you know what it's going to be like, but you don't really know until you're actually there. And the greatest thing with the NBA and with the basketball and with the heat is like everything that I had wanted it to be, it is that and more um, experience wise. So I would say that that's my favorite. And I would say the biggest difference between the working in soccer, football, basketball, and now obviously will foreseeable future of tennis, um, is the ambiance, the atmosphere, the environment, they all foster something different. And so basketball is much like the game itself. Like it's fast paced, it's go, it's it's lively. You know, you feel like you're part of it, right? It's, you feel very immersed into it and it's loud. And you know, every little thing about being in that arena, it, it speaks to you as a fan and you can feel that energy when, when you're watching the game. Football, um, obviously you and me, when we worked with the Dolphins, we were on the concourse. So we weren't really working on like in the field or in the stadium to get that. But as a fan from that perspective, I would say that it's a little bit more chill, a lot more football fans. Like they, they, they've been there, they've done that, you know, they're there just to support their team. Some people go there, you know, for a social outing kind of thing. Um, but it's a little bit more, I would, in my opinion, I feel like it's a little bit more chill depending on the person. And then soccer, soccer took me by surprise because obviously soccer is huge internationally, but within America, it's not as popular as like football and basketball, right? So when I first got that job, I was very interested to see what the atmosphere was going to be like. And I was so pleasantly surprised. I loved it. Like people are crazy at soccer games, like crazy. And I know you also said that you're, you loved working with the soccer team that you had the experience with. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's interesting with the fans. I think maybe there's not as many, but the fans who are there are true loyal, like, like you said, like crazy fans. Yeah. And, and even when the, the players are playing the game too like they're so it's a lot more physical than you see on tv because on tv they look so small because it's like really really wide lens but when you're there in front of them like there's a lot of physicality there's a lot of like intense interaction and it, it's a lot more exciting in person um and so that was I, I i honestly loved it and at first like years ago if you asked me to work in soccer i'd probably be like hey, i'll wait for something else but now i'm a lot more open-minded to it because i really did enjoy it and and also international there's so many people from all over the world the soccer team i was working for like different countries every person was different so really nice to get that diverse aspect into it um yeah and obviously tennis I'll, I'll see how that goes but out of all I'd say my favorite is is basketball I'm telling you like there's no better feeling than the fourth quarter you know you're neck and neck and like sitting there and and everything and the cool thing with doing game ops is like you're part of that so you're part of you know putting on those hits to, to encourage the fans to get more um you know, excited and involved in like what's going on. And then, you know, we have someone working on the music and the music plays a huge role in how people, um, you know, react to everything. And there's a song called Fefas and we play it now in the fourth quarter and they played it all the time at Miami FC. And now at the heat, they play it during the fourth quarter and it gets everybody going. And if you go into it, it's like, it gives you chills. It's the best feeling in the world. So I, I'm definitely biased towards it, but if you love a sport and you want to work in that sport, try it out and see, and don't be closed-minded. Cause I think that's, that's an issue is like a lot of people are like, Oh no, I want to do this, this and that, mm -hmm. but you'd be surprised. Some things might, might surprise you with like how the experience actually is in reality. Yeah. I completely agree with your experiences. Like soccer for me, I was surprised by how much I loved, loved, loved it. But also I'm going to say basketball for me, I haven't worked in basketball yet, actually, but basketball, like 
watching it is my favorite like I would pick basketball over anything so I gotta work in basketball because I like I'm getting chills from your experiences if you like watching basketball it's it's yeah it's it makes it even better like you're working in it yeah but I can attest to that any no matter what sport you're working in it's always like a thrilling experience I feel like um and I've had a couple amazing moments where I'm like I really just enjoy working in sports like with the Orange Bowl this past season I was working the player beach outings and I was just like wow like I'm on the beach with like these teams who are here to compete and it's just like a really cool feeling you kind of are like oh my gosh like this is why I do it. So what are some of those moments that um, have been for you where you're like, uh, working in sports is the coolest thing, you know, I'm so grateful for this. And this is why I put all my hard work into this. Um, yeah, I'd say two different things. One, uh, like I mentioned the fourth quarter, like that whole vibe, I'm, I'm telling you, like, and it, obviously it's like when we're neck and neck too, because that's when the fans are really, really pushing and people aren't leaving. Everybody's waiting to see what happens. What's the outcome of the game. And it's moments like that, that you really see how much sports means to people and to the fans. Like you see, like, like it, it, it's a driving force for so many people. And that's what also really piqued my curiosity into wanting to work in this industry was seeing that everybody has a different relationship with sports and whether you're a fan or not, like there's always going to be some sort of excuse or reason someone can pull you into coming to a game and to experiencing like yeah. the social component of a basketball, soccer, football game, you know? And so I, I would say like that, the, the, the vibe of like being there, feeling the atmosphere. And I, I couldn't imagine as a player, you must feed off of that energy that your fans exert, right? Like, I, you know, you're, you're there, it's go time and hearing the fans going. And I mean, Miami fans were crazy too. So it's just, it's a great feeling. And it, those that's one of those moments where I'm standing there and I'm like, this is just such a special thing to be a part of that. It's not just me as like part of the Heat, you know, the Heat family and the, the Heat fan culture, but it's the Heat culture itself that fosters this sense of like f family with everybody that's included in like our games and everything. And then the other thing I was gonna say too, is kind of like back to the whole thing about sports meaning something to everybody. Um, I think knowing that the work that we all do, no matter how big or how small it is, like we are adding to that experience. We're adding to that relationship. And who knows, like maybe something that we've worked on is what's going to like be embedded in the mind of a child as he grows up and becomes a fan of a Miami Heat or, you know, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. So knowing that we have that influence as small or as big as we are, like that's something that means a lot to me because I know that sports is starting to give, has given me this impact. It's given that to my dad and my friends that it's like cool to be a part of it. Um, and there's also been moments where I think the other really cool thing is like with players and stuff like you see them on social media, you know, you watch the games, you see all that. And then when you're at the point where you're, they're like standing 10 feet in front of you, it's not so much like, oh my God, like they're whatever. Yeah. It's more like, like they're here, they're real. These people influence our fans. These people are role models. These people like they, they mean something to everybody else. And they started, you know, some of them have these amazing stories and they started from the bottom of the bottom and this is where they are. And it's kind of inspiring to see them there playing these games. And yeah, it's just a sport and you know, whatever they're being physical and if there's a new day afterwards, but it, it really plays a bigger picture and being able to just like know that like I work with them for them, whatever you want to call it. Like, it's just, it's crazy to think about it. And, and I think that you're right when you see that or you might think working in sports and you see these players and they're up close and it's going to be like oh my god like I'm by the players or whatever but when you work in sports and like you're actually with the players you don't feel like that you feel like yeah you really know them as a person maybe or you tr you truly see them for who they are as a human and not this like social media athlete like it's so it's so much different so don't go into sports thinking like oh my god I want to work in this sport to be close to whoever it is or 
mistake you can make is is that and there was a day where we had a media day with the heat where it was like the day they were doing photos and video shoots and so we were we were there like our little team was there and I've, I've never met a like a famous basketball player ever right and obviously I'm a fan of them in the sense of like I love watching the heat I love them as a team but it was crazy because initial reaction was like oh my god like they're real people like they're standing here they're freaking real like it's crazy and then like a couple hours pass and you're like like they're just like you and me like I could have a friend that's just like them and it's it's cool to see that too because I think the personalities behind them too is something that can speak a lot to to fans is what they've been through what they've experienced who they are and that's why something I'm really passionate about is um like just like the social justice, all the movements that the uh, NBA put together. That was what I wrote my thesis on in, in um, my last year of college. And just all of that, it's, it's these people are human beings, right? And this is their job, but this is also like they have influence and they have an impact that they can make. And so just, it was crazy on that media day seeing them because it's like, it hits you and then it kind of fades away and you're like, oh, okay, like th this is just, this is them coming into a day of work, doing what they got to do, paying their dues and then moving on, you know? So it's, it's really, really cool, but definitely don't get it twisted. Like you have to, if if you're in sports for the wrong reasons somebody will notice and somebody yeah. will see it and you can be a fan like you you can you can adore a player you can adore whatever but there's a fine line that that you have to be aware of that you can't cross and you know there's moments where you just really have to be professional and just remember that like this is work and like i said they're normal people like it, that that that's all it is right so i think that's a lesson that people should learn that people will be able to sniff it out and tell if you're if you're there for the wrong reasons so being very careful about that yeah, for sure. And we've talked about all these cool moments, cool experiences, but a lot of work, like we've said, goes into this. And um, a lot of people listening to this are probably in high school or college looking to break into the industry. What are some things you did throughout college putting in that work to get you, you experience for these jobs? And whether that was with clubs, volunteering, working with the sports teams there, what did you do? Um yeah, I think the most important thing that you anyone should do is think about skill set because at the end of the day your skill set is needs to be transferable to whatever the job is that you're applying for that you're looking to do. So when you have opportunities presented to you, like I joined my sorority my sophomore year, and a lot of people will have thoughts about sororities, but for me, that's what gave me so much experience in leadership positions, mm -hmm. um, in networking, and developing like a better um, sense of like social uh, awareness and like when I'm talking, when I'm communicating, like communication skills, all that. So it, it joins something that will pay off in the sense of, it might not have to be being on a sports team or being in a sports club or whatever, but it's getting those skills that will be applicable to a job or to a position in sports that you're interested in working. So let's say you wanna work in marketing. It doesn't matter if you do marketing for, you know, I don't know, like a marine science club, or if you do it for, um, you know, the humane society or whatever it might be, those skills can be taken into working a job in sports and marketing, obviously having knowledge of sports and whatever it is that you're, you know, the, the topic. So if it's like basketball or whatever is very beneficial. And some jobs are a little bit more particular about that. Obviously, that's great to have. But I think our generation, we're very hard on ourselves. And I feel like when we go into like applying for jobs and looking into like pursuing our careers, like we let ourselves down a lot and we sell ourselves short because we're like, oh, I haven't done this. But there's so many individuals that work in sports that didn't spend their whole career in sports. You know, they came from different walks of life, different experiences, and they just, they were the best at the job. And that's why they got the job that they got. So when I was, when I was in school, I was, like I said, I was involved in like leadership positions with my sorority. Um, oh God, I, I just, I look 
looked at your LinkedIn. I'm like, I saw you were um, in a sorority and all of these things, guys. So like, <laughs> oh like a leadership program. Like what, what were the things that you were involved in with this sorority? Yeah, so I did um, my first year, I did our social media and I also did um, great experience. Yeah, it was it was great. It was really tough because let me tell you, these girls care a lot about social media. And I was <laughs> I was surprised that I got it because I like for me, I I don't really invest too much in like, you know, designing and stuff, but I got really good at like photoshopping um, and just like understanding how marketing works like on the basis of like our generation, our like age girls and like what they want. Um, and then I was also part of DG Dialogues, which was basically bringing awareness to like sensitive and important topics and leading these discussions and meetings every month with our sorority sisters so that they could talk about things like um, mental health and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that was really special. And this was right before, you know, with COVID, we started getting super, super serious into mental health issues and all that. So it was kind of like getting into that was, it was pretty cool um, and very special because that's something that you want to connect with your sisters on. Um, um, and then I, the, I think the most important thing that I took on was my Panhellenic position. So if you're in sorority life, it's kind of like the overarching association that oversees all the sororities at your school. And I basically ran recruitment on the end of like any new member coming to join us. I was in charge of them. So that was the most responsibility, most leadership I've ever had in that position. Like, even though it's so niche to sorority life, it has given me so many skills that for this travel traveler travel and player services position so much of like this responsibilities i feel like i can take from that sorority job so very very beneficial and then um I had internships in marketing with the Humane Society in Tampa, which was great. Um, and then I worked for a food and um, a local food magazine. I did marketing for them as well. So kind of just like took on anything that I could. Obviously, like don't overdo it to the point where you're like exhausting yourself, but find what's relevant. And and also, if, let's say you find your dream job and you find something that you easily think that you can get once you graduate. Look at what they're asking for. If you haven't hit some of the marks on those, find opportunities that are like whatever low key, whatever you think that they are, like more chill, like in college take those on so that when you go to apply for that job you have that and you will stand out more than others because we're all kind of on the same playing field when it comes to like the number of years we have experience worth in college which is like pretty much four so make the most of it um but yeah it's 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 really a matter of like don't be lazy don't sit behind and wait i wish that i had gotten into sports opportunities sooner i kind of waited till junior year when i really knew that that's what i wanted to do and another bit of advice that i got a while ago that like has stuck with me forever if you can't find the opportunity you want create it and i know that sounds like how do you just like make it you can't just like invent a job at like an organization but um I, my first like sports job was doing stats for the lacrosse team at FSU and then COVID hit and then that got cut short and I realized like I love this like I really want to do this so I reached out to the coach and that was right around the time that I got that bit of advice from a family friend and I asked like hey can I can I do more like can I do more next season like I want to be with the team I want to do something a year later I moved to Tallahassee and I worked with them for three months and I became he gave me the position of like team manager and then I was also doing stats still so I created that that was non-existent right so take advantage advantage of like where you see opportunity and just ask like the worst that they can say is no sorry we're not interested right but make that opportunity for yourself because that it really will will help you stick out and um it kind of can give you a little bit more free reign as to like what you cover in terms of like your responsibilities 
Yeah, for sure. I think creating your own opportunities is really important. Like um, on, on one of the episodes on here, Alana Lobianco, she works with the Rangers and um, she actually, you know, started out as an intern or whatever it might be. And she just put in the work, you know, talked to people, made connections, and she straight up just had a position made for her that they didn't even have at first, but because she put in the work and, you know, said she wants to be more involved ended up being that they created this position. So yeah, definitely make your own opportunities. Um, And I think a big part of securing opportunities, which we've talked about throughout this podcast, I talk about all the time on this podcast is networking and keeping in touch with your connections. Like you said, speaking up to your connections. I, you kind of touched on this, but really how have they helped you throughout your career, the connections and the networking? Yeah, I would say like, I always say this and I've said this to this person, but um, I wouldn't have got, I don't think I would have gotten even anywhere near getting into grad school without my mentor, Dr. Greenhall, who I uh, sort of like created a relationship with um, in college my senior year. He was my sports marketing professor and um, I met one-on-one with him on a Zoom call and we started talking about topics for my thesis. And um, after that, you know, we were meeting weekly just to talk about like everything sports related. I just wanted to get some more ideas about what I need to be doing to get myself where I need to be. And um, without him, I wouldn't have known where to start with the whole grad application process. Um, He helped write my letters of recommendation. He helped me when it came to connecting me to different individuals in the sports industry, Um, when it came to interviews, everything. He was there for me. So finding a mentor is huge. And um, you can have multiple mentors. So don't feel like you have to pick and choose who, but like look at who is around at the time that you're at. And for me, I was in college. I hadn't really done enough with like work-wise with sports that he was like the person that I was like, you know what, I really need to create this relationship. Um, Another thing that you mentioned with networking is like tending to your relationships. Like don't Mm -hmm. let somebody give you an opportunity and don't, don't like take advantage of them and be like, Oh, thank you. Thank you for this. Like I got my dream job and then never tend to that person in those relationships. And that's something that I'm learning and that I'm trying to be better about is like reflecting back on like who got me to where I am. I need to still continue to thank them. And not just that, but let's say you get an opportunity with something that you've been wanting. And then now people start to reach out to you, which I've noticed has been happening Mm -hmm. to go extra mile and help them out because somebody got you to where you are you just they they deserve your help as well um and I think that's huge and um and when it comes to networking it's like stepping outside of the box like really like finding your niche and like what makes you stick out and when you speak to people you know practice your communication like if you're going to a networking event like do like fake conversations at home so you sound like concise like and even if you don't know what you want to do which is like a big issue that I had like I really didn't know the direction of where I wanted to go with sports um narrow it down a little bit like make it seem like you know what you're talking about and what you're saying so that people can get an idea and then that way if they know somebody or something that could benefit you they can give they can be like a little bit more directed towards what's going to be best catered for you so um take some time to reflect on yourself what you want and just remember like even if you tell someone oh I want to do this you do it and you hate it that's okay like you can step back and you can try something new but you got to start somewhere um and networking it's just it's something no matter what industry you work in you will hear network 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 so many times but in sports it's not just about who you know, it's about who knows you and who remembers you, who will who will pick you out when you hear about a job op- opening or something like stand out. It is so important. And if you have um, like social anxiety or if it's hard for you to kind of speak up for yourself, you know, d- doing what it is that you can, finding something that you feel comfortable with or finding a person that you, you can depend on and lean on and see if they can help connect you more personally if you're not like 
comfortable being outward because I know there are people who struggle with that. Um, so just finding what's best for you, but knowing that the network is huge and whether you're in college or you're in grad school, whatever, um, your professors, and I know you, you were saying this to your peers, right? And my job with the Dolphins, I got through a peer at the Dolphin, um, no, sorry, my job at the Heat, I got through a peer at the Dolphins and my job at the Open, I got through a peer at the Dolphins as well. So your, your peers are your, your first network. And that's what someone told me at grad school, like those people sitting in the room with you, that is your first network you will have. And those are the people that you need to make sure you're making good relationships with because you don't know where the person who's sitting next to you is going to end up. They could be the next commissioner of the NBA. So, you know, pay your, pay your dues, but also be respectful. And um, remember that like your actions and words will stick with someone, whether you like it or not, like it's going to. So to be mindful of that. No, for sure. I really want to talk about that. Your peers being your network and your connections. Like a lot of people hear role model or, um, you know, mentor, and they think like, oh, it has to be this older person or this manager or something like that. But it's really the people surrounding you. Cause like you said, you can get jobs from the people around you. We're all like in the same level, same area, maybe not the same level, but we're all in like the same area of life. So we're going to be able to connect with each other the best and relate to each other the best. So I, I agree. And you yourself are definitely a role model to me and I'm sure many others like you're, <laughs> like we just worked at the Dolphins, um, the same exact job, like whatever, but you can still look up to somebody right next to you in the same exact job because you see them putting in the work and you know they're going to, you know, just do well in the industry. So um, I want to ask you as a role model to myself and to I'm sure so many people, what are some tips you can give us about being a women changing the game in sports and what can help us be our best? Like your overall tips, here are the things you need to do. <laughs> Oh my God, this is, I think this question's hard. Um, I know. <laughs> and you kind of said your tips throughout the interview, but like just what you can really wrap it up on. I think attitude is huge. And I think like w coming into whatever it is that you're doing with work and just smiling and being a happy face. And of course, like at the, at the end of the day, you're there for work, but remembering that like your attitude, your presence, it speaks to people. And, you know, like, I feel like I'm, I've always been like the mom of my friends, like people, easily come to me for advice and things like that. So that's something that I found like strength in. So find your strong suits, find what people rely on you for and make that your strength and, and make that something that you're passionate about. And so that's why like when, you know, I have people coming to me asking me questions about, oh, what about this? Or how did you get to where you are with this? Cause like I'll have people from this guy I went to high school with that I haven't spoken to in like six years. He messaged me the other day and was like, hey, like how did you get to like where you are today and stuff. And I like, the thing is I haven't done that much but I've just been, it, I've just been constantly going and going and going that it, it does seem like it's a lot. Um, and so, you know, just finding your strength. And for me, it's like telling them like the story of like every little thing that I took advantage of to get to where I am. Um, but yeah, finding, I think your sense of who are you in the room? Like, who is the person that you are? Like, who do you represent? And I know like at Dolphin Game Days, I feel like you and me, like both of us, like people would love to come to us, chat it up with us, talk to us, you know, have conversation. Like that was like who we provided. And even though, like I said, it's a work, you know, the environment of people and the attitudes and stuff, it does mean a lot. Um, and also just being willing to talk to people and like hype them up too. Like when you see like, MK literally when she found out about my job she reached out to me and sent me the most amazing message so hyping people up 
acknowledging them and their accomplishments, that's huge too. Um, and also just like rec recognition is also big. So um, when I applied for the heat, one of um, the, the, out of the people interviewing me from my like supervisors and my bosses now, one of them was a woman. And they asked me like, what's my goal? Like with my, my, my life. And I was like, well, like long, long, long term, maybe, maybe, maybe one day I could see myself being like the first female commissioner of the NBA, right? That's like a very far-fetched goal, but something that would be really amazing to accomplish. And she's like, oh my gosh, you remind me of this woman named Melissa Proctor. And so Melissa Proctor is, um, she's now the chief marketing officer of the Atlanta Hawks, but she was the first female ball girl at the Miami Heat, like, I think like 20 years ago, maybe like less than that. Yeah. And, um, ball girl nowadays it's called team attendance so they're kind of like you know rebounding the balls and taking yeah. care of the court and stuff during the game um but she was the first female to do it and oh. she's accomplished so much and so i bought her book which i have right here and oh um, share with us what is this this book okay this book is amazing it's um, it's extraordinary her writing style is so easy to read it's like super thin i read this in a day um and she just talks about where from where she started her base her roots she's from miami originally um and just like to how she got to where she is and um she gives like these things like i forgot the names but basically like your guiding principles so finding the five things that you like want to prioritize when it comes to applying for a job and where you work and if those five are not being hit then you're not in a place where you feel like you're most worthy right mm -hmm. so it's kind of like life coaching in the sports industry, especially for women, but anybody in any industry can read this book and find something to like identify with. And even if you're a guy, like our coworker, Michael, he wanted to read it too. And the craziest thing is um, she also like came up with this word called active networking. So when you go to somebody to get, find out if there's a position or a role, give them something in return, right? So let's say I go to Melissa and I'm like, hey, like, I really want this job with this team. Like, can you please help me out? In return, show her what you're willing to provide to her and say, if you need any help on this creative project or on this marketing plan or whatever, I have experience in this. So I'd love to help you out. And obviously that would still be a benefit to me, but showing that I'm not trying to take, 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 and that I'm still willing to give her something to in return. Um, so this book is great. I got it off of Amazon, but Crystal recommended it. And then me and Melissa, actually, I messaged her on LinkedIn and I kind of took some stuff from her book. I told her that I read the book and she reached out to me. And so we had a wow. meeting. Yeah. And it the, it was, yeah, it was such a See, benefit. Look what you can do if you just reach out to people and just be super genuine. Like, yeah. and yeah, wow. It That's pays awesome. off. She was great. So if you find a role model, you know, it doesn't hurt, especially LinkedIn or whatever. If you can find someone that knows someone like reach out again, give them that sort of like benefit that you'll provide to them in exchange and, you know, and, and touch back. Like I need to touch base with her because it's been a little bit of time, but touch base with people. But, um, but yeah, that's like the best advice that I can give in terms of like networking and, um, also just like being a woman changing the game like okay. crystal referring me to her like that th this whole thing with melissa really like influenced me um so if someone reminds you of somebody or something like being willing to remember and like chat it up and everything so yeah i, yeah. I don't know if that's a great answer but that's like that's what i would say no that's amazing and that's cool of her to even say that and be willing like some people might shy away from be like oh that girl reminds me of somebody but you may not want to say it but just the fact that that opened a whole new door for you just by her saying that yeah. so just be super open and don't be afraid to you know say say what you mean and just be genuine but i want to talk more about your goal um I, this is like the final question but your your goals and dreams of 
the of long term of being in the sports world and you kind of mentioned it but dive a little deeper into that so we can manifest this <laughs> well it's crazy because um I, some people interpret that goal like very differently some people are like oh it's cute and then other people are oh. like oh wow like that's impressive you know but I think that's the reason why, like, I'm like, eh, we'll see. It's not so much because I'm, I'm not confident in myself. It's more like, I don't know if that's actually what I want to do. Like, yeah. I don't know yet. And so right. I'm young, like, I'm still learning. I'm still trying out different things. And that's why I'm still trying to figure out what I'm good at. And that's the thing that I wanted to mention earlier with, like, the different jobs that I serve. So with... um with Miami Heat, I'm in game, I'm a game day assistant, which falls under game operations and marketing. Um, with the Dolphins, me and MK, we were on the entertainment and events team, which was also game day staff, which means game day staff is just you work on game days. And then um, Miami FC, I was working in like team operations. So helping with like any logistical thing with the team. And then also like being on the field and helping with anything going on. We were doing all the reporting with the broadcast to like take down um, the substitutions and stuff so they were all a little bit different all kind of similar in a sense but something that I was telling MK about earlier was I'm really trying to learn in sports there's some places where you will be told to your face like hey you got to work on this or you need to do better with this and it's a lot it's a lot to take in especially because I feel like all my life like either I've done things decently or I've just been sugar-coated my way through and no one's been very like raw and straight up with me so prepare that if you do I don't want to say fail but if you make mistakes like people will call you out on it but it's because they want you to excel and they want you to do better and they want you to take it as a lesson to learn from and to move on in the industry and something that I've learned is like with game operations and like what I'm doing with the heat there's certain things that I think I'm good at and then other things that I'm like wow I really need to work on this I really need to do better but it's interesting because I never thought that I would see myself coordinating like choosing a contestant for a hit putting on the hit working on like that whole component like that's not something I ever saw or realized was part of sports but it is and that's what I'm doing and so you know it's, you learn along the way yeah and that's why to answer like where do I see myself I, I don't know quite honestly because I, I feel like also going to grad school, that's what I want to find out too, is like what topics are of interest to me, um, meet more and more people that work in different areas. What I think I want to do is to work on the basketball and basketball and team operations side of things. So more internally, the thing with the NBA is it's, it's a lot, um, I don't want to say exclusive in like a bad way, but it's not as easily available for anybody to just apply to. There's a lot of trust and credibility that goes into like the hiring on that side of things. So eventually like that's something I would love to manifest is being able to work my way over to that side of things mm -hmm. um because I want to feel more immersed remember how I was mentioning that the whole team component is something that really spoke to me with wanting to work in sports I feel like working with the team more directly is something that would really help me thrive where I love the fan engagement side I love the fan experience side mm -hmm. but I don't know if that's what's feeding the soul for me to be like this is exactly what I want to do every day yeah. so I'm still learning, but there's areas that interest me and there's areas that I know that I need to like, kind of like dip my feet in to see what I really like and what the realities of the position are. Um, but yeah, and then eventually I told myself, I was like, I would love to go get my law degree and then maybe even like dip into agents, like being, yeah. I would love to do that. I've always loved do that. That's been interesting. So see you doing that. Yeah, it, it, I'm, I don't know. There's a lot out there, but some advice that I can give is like, I think there was times where I was very close-minded and I was like, no, like, I'm not going to do that. That's not what mm -hmm. I want. But there, there, there are certain things that I've been doing that I'm like, I don't love, but I'm learning so much and now I'm growing to love it. You know, now I'm growing to really appreciate it and also the people you meet. But 
like I said, like I'm really trying to work on the whole component of being independent and like pushing away from that and learning to be better within a team and willing to grow from that. Um, and just taking from the mistakes that I make and instead of getting really down on myself about it, just knowing, okay, this was a lesson and that I just have to move on and just do better next time. So I, I'm not good with that kind of stuff. So I'm working on it, but um, yeah, it's, it's good to get that sort of stuff, like taken care of at our age at like the earlier parts of our career than to be in like a full-time high up position and make those mistakes then you know no for sure and I love that answer because you're just growing along the way and you may set goals but it's not like okay you you have to do it now it's like those goals are just there to push yourself and motivate you to get to a better place but it's going to change. And I talk about that a lot on this too. And a lot of my guests do too. And are like, you know, we set this specific goal, but we realize that throughout, you know, our journey, things are going to change and our minds are going to change. You learn along the way and you're like, oh, I don't like this, or I really want to do this instead. And your mind changes. So it's nice to have those goals and be like, this is what I want to do long-term, but also know in the back of your mind, this might change and I got to be okay with that. And not caring what anybody else thinks because you might be like oh I have this goal and everybody thinks I'm going to do it so now I have to get there but you can't let that affect you yeah and and just knowing that like it that's it's not their life it's yours like you need to Mm -hmm. make sure that you're doing what makes you happy and like and also we're human like life is life and like things change and nothing is ever guaranteed nothing's ever going to be exactly what you anticipate to be anticipate it to be um and I'm not great with change and that's something that I'm also like learning to be more comfortable with and so that's another thing with working in sports is just like there's little things that you need to keep in mind like nothing's like things can change especially like something that I'm learning with my job at the heat is like as much as you can calculate and have something seem like it's going to be perfect to the t one little minor thing can come and and mess it all up right and you have to like not just anticipate that happening but have a plan of like how to approach the situation if it does happen so just and that's not just in game operations that's in everything right you never know what's going to happen so um just making sure you're prepared willing to be adaptive that's huge um and willing to to hold yourself accountable when you need to be but also open to critiques and stuff there's a lot that it, it, it like kind of like is harsh and it, it hits you especially like I said if you've been used to like I don't say being sugar-coated but like it's not I've never been in like a position where what I'm doing really matters this much yeah now and that's why you have to realize that like there's certain things that it's important and they'll get people will get on you about it because it does it, it impacts like the overall perception that people have and fans and stuff in sports so and not just that we have social media people can be mean people can make comments and stuff you don't want to be the reason why like something goes down you know yeah. so it's, um, tough. it's so tough now with social media everyone has their opinion everything yeah all right well thank you for coming on and sharing all of um you know your experience and all of your stories I think everything you said is like really relatable and really important to know going into the sports industry and you've just done a great job so far and I can't wait to watch you in the future and all the things you accomplish so I'm so proud of you too and like if this isn't like a testament to creating these friendships and relationships amongst like your coworkers, like I know that I mean I'm sad that MK is not here in Florida right now but I'm, I'm going to be watching whether it's on LinkedIn or whatever just like seeing what she's um, accomplishing and everything and just knowing that like we have each other's support is so special um but I'm so I'm so grateful to have been here and it's just like crazy to think that like I'm someone worthy of being on this podcast to have this conversation but I it's, it's also like I said the whole confidence thing like you know we need we need mm-hmm. all 
work on it and being more secure with ourselves. So thank you for having me. And I hope that um, everything I said was meant something to somebody. And also like if my information can be provided, um, like my email or whatever, like if anyone wants to reach out, please do. Like I, like I said, like I really do enjoy like being like the mom or like going and helping people and giving advice. So if I could do that and you know, you're in a similar position that, of me, then I would love to like be a part yeah, of So where can we best reach out to you? Um, yeah, like on LinkedIn or my email. Okay. Um, yeah. And Instagram, I keep pretty like private. I don't really have like much on there. Um, so then- we'll drop your LinkedIn. And then if anyone wants to reach out, get her email, then do it because I'm sure she can offer you a lot of advice. And when somebody says that they are willing to help, definitely take them yeah. up on it and just really be open and honest. So yeah, and um, and if you if you mess if you connect with me on LinkedIn, send me a message about who you are because sometimes people add me and I get a little bit sussed out. Mm-hmm. So just like if you saw this and that's how you're reaching out, let me know because then I'll I'll accept the request and then I can send you my email and we can go from there. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Isa. It was really great having you on, and I cannot wait for the next episode of Women Changing the Game. We will see you next time. Bye, guys. Thank you so much, and thank you, MK. <laughs> All right. Yay, that was good.